Welcome to the Simple Walk Podcast. We're Craig and Diane Brown, and today we will be breaking down 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. This little section of scripture packs a big punch. Peter gives us a key that unlocks an entrance into the fullness of God. Let's get started. How about if we just jump right into unlocking the door with this key that we just mentioned, and maybe also identifying who it is that Peter's writing this to, like speaking to. You want to just start with verse one? Verse one? Yes. Okay. Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So he's speaking to like-minded people, right? So that's really important to see here. To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our Lord, our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. So Peter was an enthusiastic guy, right? Yes, he was. And very committed to Jesus. Would you say he was all in, especially when he wrote this? 100%. So with that in mind, is he writing this to people who really are like all in in their faith in Jesus? 100%. Okay. You know, the scriptures actually are, are to those people who are all in for Christ. Because the, because the Bible says that it's foolishness to those who are, are perishing. Yes. And who aren't able to read the words of this book through the Spirit. Yes, the Holy Spirit is what gives us the ability to understand and know. So let's get into this, and we'll see here what we're talking about. So verse 1, the end of it says, To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And then verse 2, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Yes, so grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. So there's something starting to happen here. He's starting to draw a picture here that he's, uh, the word multiplied is a really important word to look at. Graciousness and peace. The word grace means kind, pleasant. You know, grace, when I see grace, I look at it from from an experiential perspective. God has given us all of these wonderful things from the throne, and grace is my privilege to be able to experience those things. I can experience what God is giving me, but the experience of it brings peace. It brings the joy of the Lord. You see, all of the things that God has, it's my privilege to be able to experience His grace. So be multiplied to us. How? In the knowledge, as we grow in our knowledge and understanding of God, all of a sudden, our grace and our peace inside of us becomes multiplied. And it's just, it really is a tremendous picture here that's beginning to unfold to us. So, um, of the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. So go ahead and read on. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Yes. Should I keep going? Well, go ahead and read it and then we'll come back and talk about it. Yes. Four. Yes, please. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises 
that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. You know, and I love this picture at the very end there. It says, partakers that you, through these, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. And when he says through these, they're the points that we're going to be talking about starting in yes, the next, they in are, the next uh, verse. But they are. But let's look back and see what he was just saying. Mm-hmm. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Now, virtue is a very um, interesting word because it talks about excellence, but it also means valor. And the word valor, I love this word, and we'll see this a few times in this passage, but valor means great courage in the face of danger. Now, when when you look at that, you know, you see in war and stuff, you've seen people that have had great valor. I think the point being here is that we are in a place in our relationship with Christ, and sometimes we don't realize, but there is a war against us. We must be strong, and we must be absolutely focused on staying in Christ, letting protect the holiness of God in us. We must have virtue. We must have this excellence in what we're doing. We must be diligent. We'll see this word pop up here. But it comes through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. See this valor by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these we may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So the, when Jesus conquered the flesh, he conquered the lust of the flesh. That's what the Bible talks about. It shows how that our flesh has these attributes in it, right? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Well, he conquered all of that. So we're no longer in bondage to that, so we're set free from it. So we have escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now we can live in the divine nature of God through these promises. So what Peter's doing here is saying, here's here's how you you have the ability to live in this place. Yes. In Jesus. Yes. And then he's going to go into the um, almost they're almost like bullet points that you can create out of the next portion of this passage that are like those keys that you talked about. It's true. You know, and it's really important to uh, actually look at them. We should come back and this is a good a good chapter, a good place in the scriptures where you can come back and do a check because you'll see why here in a minute. Because this is an important check to be doing on yourself consistently to make sure you're doing these things. So let's go ahead and continue on with verse five. Should I read all the way through seven for now? Yes, please. But also for this very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. And so these things are amazing. So go ahead and read, go on and read past so that we can draw the whole picture here. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. 
Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we want to get to that end part. So how do we do that? We go back up to five, right? We go back up and let's just do an examination of (laughs) what this means because this is really powerful. Mm -hmm. I love this because of the pictures that it draws and it's just a very powerful understanding of what our role is. In Christ, I've had people ask, "Well, how do I know? How do I know um, that I'm? I have the Holy Spirit alive inside of me. How do I know that I'm saved?" I I would have to encourage each person to really get before the throne of God. Once you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, let Him become the passion of your life. He let Him become the love of your life. He is the one that has laid down his life for you and he's revealed himself to you so that you can be set free from the bondage of this world and have eternal life. And so this is the eternal life is the Holy Spirit, this divine nature that we were talking about. And I really like how this this really does, like for people like me who mm -hmm. are, you know, a teensy bit more linear thinking, and I like having... A formula, basically. Sure. (laughs) This has been such a cool chapter for me, probably for people like me. (laughs) Yes, and it is (laughs) that uh, that that puts some um, some action that I can take as a believer into practice. Yes, and this brings to pass the understanding. And look, you apply these things, God's going to move mightily in your life. So let's look at number five. It says, but also for this very reason, giving all diligence, and there's that word diligence. And the word diligence means earnestness or sincere and intense conviction. That's kind of what I was talking about being, or we were talking about being all in, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We It's this intense conviction. I'm in love with Jesus. Everything that I do want to be filtered through his Holy Spirit so that I can, um, so you have this diligence so that you can have the fulfillment that he has for you. Add to your faith virtue. And we talked about that. And I love the, all, all these pictures because these pictures are about us doing something. We aren't supposed to be spoon-fed by somebody else. We're supposed to dig into the Word ourselves. Right. I've heard some people wonder, well, should we all be scholars? No, we shouldn't all be scholars, but we should all study to show ourselves approved unto God, a workman that is not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Each one of us has a responsibility to rightly divide the Word of truth. And that comes from studying the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And so this is how you add to your faith. You add because you're adding when you study personally, it causes this revelation inside of you, and that causes the transformation. This adds to your faith. You begin to have more confidence in the power of God in your life, and then you begin to experience all these things that we're talking about. So add to your faith, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, which we had talked about virtue, excellence, value, great courage in the face of danger. And um, I also like that virtue is a pillar of strength for righteousness and and truth for Christ. So it's like virtue is a pillar inside of us that when we determine that he becomes, uh, you know, we have valor, great courage, to stand up for what is righteous and for what is true, for what is Christ-like, 
to let his Holy Spirit move through that, it becomes a pillar, not only in your world around you, but for the people around you. As you as you are moving through life, if you have righteousness that is your standard, then all of a sudden that becomes a pillar of strength for those around you. So it's very important. It becomes a character trait. And so it's a really cool thing. So add to your faith virtue to virtue knowledge. And this is kind of what we're talking about, right? Expanding your knowledge, continuing to study. Right, because we're all, like you said, responsible to study. Yes, and this is so important to add, it keeps saying, add to your faith knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, and that is spirit control, spiritual control. Let the Holy Spirit lead you to give you control in the moment. Filter everything. Take a step back. Filter everything through the Holy Spirit. How should I react in this moment? Give me wisdom. We talk about that. A lot, we don't do. We? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the mm-hmm. Bible says if you lack wisdom, ask. And that's what I'm saying. You must mm-hmm. sometimes take a pause and step back and ask for wisdom in the moment. Mm-hmm. If you feel yourself rising up and you're going to have an emotional reaction, or and something. that's in any circumstance, whether it's, of course, you know, we are like all about talking about self control in the home for yes. families and for, you know, um, everyone in a family. But also in the workplace, um, anywhere it's we true. are, yes, we want our Christ-like character to to be ahead of us. It's, it's so true. <laughs> kind of be, you know, that filter between the world and the situations that we're in and us. If you look at it almost as a screen, well, it's true, and <laughs> that's in front of us. It causes mm-hmm. then then the wisdom to come out of us, and then it causes favor to come our direction because God's wisdom, he alone is wise and there's a void of wisdom in the earth. You speak the, the, the truth of Christ in circumstances and it causes people to be, uh, they want to, you know, it's like having heat and they want to come close to the warmth. So mm-hmm. it will draw people that will give favor to you in all circumstances. So then it goes on from to self-control perseverance. Yes. And perseverance is exactly that. It's, um, persevering, right? Staying steady, constant, unwavering. Through all circumstances. Through all circumstances. And Christ is at the forefront. That's mm-hmm. you, you can't turn Jesus on and off. You no, can't you cannot. turn this experience with him on and off because then, you know, you walk in Christ and the enemy wants to destroy. But in Christ, Christ destroyed the enemy. So if you stay in Christ, you're going to live in victory, a life of victory and glory. And that's really what this is all about. Uh, To perseverance, godliness. Yes. And godliness, that's interesting, right? Um, And godliness is holiness. Now, you can't attain holiness. Right. God alone is the one who owns, but he is holy. Mm -hmm. And so... That comes from a place of surrender to him so that his nature can truly become manifested itself inside of you. He will manifest himself. Be ye holy, the Bible says, for us to be ye holy, for I am holy, which means Mm -hmm. that we line up, we surrender to, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I live, but Christ lives in me. It's when I surrender and allow him to be the Lord of my life in all circumstances, then his holiness will manifest itself in my life. And his holiness is purity. It's set apart for his for him. It's completely his Holy Spirit then is guiding and directing our life. To godliness, brotherly kindness. What a what a tremendous thing that is. So brotherly kindness is probably not easy in some cases, but you know, there comes 
it's really important to allow us to be surrendered to one another and to uh, live a life of service and giving our hearts and lives into each other's life so that we can become the best that we can in Christ. So that nobody's a taker, everybody's a giver. We surrender our life, let the Holy Spirit lead us and direct our steps, and God will be magnified in our fellowship and in our life. And for if these things are yours... Well, and to brotherly kindness, Oh, love. I'm so sorry. Yes. Love. Thank you, honey. Um, affection, a love feast is what that's actually talking about, agape. And it's talking about having an environment of his love abounding in the situations that we're in. Love is always at the forefront of everything in God. For God so loved the world, and we should walk as he walked. And so we should love people and not have judgment against them. We should never have a predetermined judgment about somebody. We should always love and give them the ability to receive the love of Christ. We should always let the love of Christ be at the forefront. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if we think about that, if these things are ours and abound, that means if we're, they're active. In other words, that we're, we're actually implementing these things in our life. They're abounding. And these are, like you said, these are things that we have to determine within ourselves that we will be doing. Yes. That, that we're going to be pursuing. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have to let love be at the forefront. We have to let brotherly kindness, and we must have virtue, and we must be diligent, and we must ex- exercise. So it sounds like, oh, this is like being perfect. Well, no, it's not. Really, it's just a life of surrenderedness to Jesus, right? Letting him be Lord of our moments, letting him be Lord of our life. This is what he requires in order for him to manifest himself through us So, see, the Bible talks about that thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We're going to go into this in the Lord's Prayer that we're going to be discussing in the future. But it's thy will be done. That's the part where the Holy Spirit comes and lives through us. And all of these things are active inside of us so that his will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. He wants to release his glory in the earth so that he can be known, so that he can be seen through us, through our lives. But we can't be half in and half out. We have to be surrendered totally. And we have to have all of this activated so that he can live through us. And it's just being surrendered to him. falling in love with him, letting him be Lord and seeking him daily and studying his word. And so... For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. You know, that's such an interesting thing. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted even to blindness. Now that is so heavy because a lot of times in religion, you have people that aren't completely going through this process inside of their life, but they still feel like they have to produce some kind of something and they tell you things and they're not exactly full of the Holy Spirit. And that's how a lot of religions have kind of gone a little bit sideways because they're not teaching the truth in the Word of God. It's very important that we stay surrendered so that what comes out of our mouth is in line with God's Word so that it speaks the truth and brings hope and deliverance into people's lives. Well, and I think that even in today's 
churches, mm-hmm. it's really important for us as individuals to know the words so that we can weigh what's being taught against what we have learned to know in the scripture. Exactly right. And it says, and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sins. When we look at that, let's look at Ephesians 1.18, 1.17, excuse me. This is one of those parts of scripture that's really hard to just grab a couple of verses out of, but we'll do it in the interest of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 17 starts, okay, sorry, I've got to go back to 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, of course, this is Paul, mm-hmm. that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Could you continue And it goes on, yes. (laughs) And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. And I mean, it goes on. (laughs) Yes, but it's so amazing, uh, though, because if we read this now in context to the glory that God has prepared for us, that if we don't do these things, see, we're we're in a place of surrender to God so that his glory can shine forth through us. What a magnificent place to be. If you're listening to this podcast, then you must know Jesus. You must have called upon his mighty name for salvation. And God wants his wholeness to come into you. He wants all that he has. He wants to give you everything that he has. And But he's asking you to surrender, to study, to seek his face, to go through these checklists of virtues like we talked about so that his light can shine so that the eyes of your understanding can be enlightened that you might know what is the hope of his calling so that you might come into this place and says if you don't do these things you could be short-sighted and even unto blindness because then all it's a funny thing when you step out of the spirit and start going into the carnal then all of a sudden and you get short-sighted all of a sudden, you seem to lose sight of the glory of God. It's a funny thing because we might know it in our mind, but then our heart, all of a sudden, something seems to blind us from being able to see it and experience it. And we're going like, well, whoa, all of a sudden, I don't have that experience, that that joy of the Lord inside of me. I'm short-sighted. I don't have the experience of Christ in my life. So it comes from the activation of the Holy Spirit inside of us comes from this studying and going through all of these these uh, virtues that God has laid out for us to have so that we can become all that he desires us to be. And that's kind of the key here. So let's go on and read verse 10. Let's do 10 and 11. Okay. Because we're going to kind of wrap up with these two. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a glorious thought, right? For so an entrance shall be supplied to you abundantly, and you will never stumble. I mean, goodness gracious, that's the thing. If you're committed to Christ, Christ has made a path for us. He's made a way for us to live a life of victory and joy, full of his peace, 
in his blessings, in all that he has for us, a life that is glorious not only for us, but for the people around us. And it becomes a life that is the way that he designed us to live. We're no longer enslaved and in bondage to the flesh, to the power of the flesh, to the power of sin. And so we are set free from that bondage, and Jesus has set us free by his shed blood. And so here we are, and so an entrance will be supplied to us abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is the door. There it is. So all of the other parts of this Second Peter 1, those were the keys, yes. right? Or the key. That's what made up an, a key. Right. <laughs> to open this door. Exactly right. Very excellent point. Yes, so there it is. And we just want you to know how much we love you. We care about you so much. And we just thank you so much for being with us. We pray that God will bless you always. And we will see you on the next episode. 